You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Good tidings, boys and girls. This is episode 81 of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Vivian, and today we're going to be discussing a controversial topic, cattiness in the industry. I'm also going to be doing some story time of my fallout with certain escorts over the years, as well as some crazy off-the-wall shit that I've experienced during my time as an escort in general. If this episode isn't anything, it will be entertaining because, boy, have I seen some shit. (laughs) In any case, I decided to discuss this topic because I'm so over the drama in her world. I swear, like, every 60 seconds, something is going on on Twitter with some hoes and drama. It's ridiculous. Plus, I received a DM a few weeks ago from a young, beautiful escort who was utterly distraught. She shared with me a bad fake review that was written about her from a fellow escort. You can tell it was written by a woman by the words that were used. Usually when a man writes a fake review, he's talking about all the sexual shit you guys did, as well as your physical appearance. But when a woman writes a fake review, she's talking about your fake weave and your fake designer items, handbags, shoes, and or your relationships with other escorts. So like, she'll try to start drama between you and other escorts and say, oh, that's why this girl doesn't like her, this, that, and the third. That's how you know it's a woman that wrote the review. In any case, this young lady was asking for advice on what to do. I told her that she had two options. Ignore it and keep flourishing, or write a fake review back on the person that wrote one on her although I was kind of curious as to how she knew for sure who it was, but she had her reasons. I mean, I'm all for ignoring the haters, but when someone is out to harm you and your business and backs you into a corner, you pull out your gun and shoot them in the face. (laughs) Of course, I'm talking figuratively. Read the 48 Laws of Power. You should live your life with integrity, but don't let people abuse you. Okay, so here are some tips on how to deal with cattiness and drama from other escorts. And once we're done with this, I will move on to story time. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax, accounting, and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. First tip, avoid girls and clients that gossip. This is a big one, and I can't tell you how many times I've had people in my DMs trying to start drama with the he said, she said. Till this day, I'm still getting emails and DMs from ladies about what my former co-host Chantelle Etoile is saying about me. Now I know that some of you hating ass hoes want me and Chantel to have beef so badly, but the gag is, I actually know Chantel in real life. She's not the one to go behind your back to talk shit. We've had our tiffs in the past and she's cursed me out a few times, so I know that she has no issues bringing up any issues she has with me to my face. When you're in business with someone, you're going to have disagreements, but even in our fights, We kept shit on topic. No low blows, no pettiness, just focusing on the issue at hand. Partnerships dissolve all the time, and even Chantel herself came on to say why she was leaving. But for some reason, some cunts out there do not want to believe it. 
It's funny because as Chantel said, she was going through some things in her personal life and needed to regroup for herself and her goals. I remember even telling her that I could just give a generic reason or a generic statement, but she insisted on coming on to tell it from her mouth because she didn't want people making up reasons for why she decided to leave the show. And even with her stating her case, there are still some hills. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. There are still some escorts that, for whatever reason, hate my existence. So they try to say that I drove Chantel away or I bullied her away. Ha! <laughs> because it doesn't take two to tango, right? Anywho, shout out to my girl, Miss Chantelle Etoile, who is currently thriving and living her best life. You can visit her website, ChantelleEtoile.com. I continue to have love for you, Chantelle, and I definitely miss you as a co-host, but I know that life goes on. I'm glad that you're doing well and that you're winning. Yay! Okay, as for clients, ladies, if you see someone that's sharing pictures and personal details of a fellow companion... You need to nip that in the bud because that's doxing. Clients, please don't do this. If a companion trusts you enough to share her personal details, keep that information to yourself. You wouldn't want her doing that to you, so please offer her the same courtesy. Discretion is a two-way street. The next tip I have for you, don't say anything to someone about anyone else that you don't want them repeating. This is another big issue in this business. So many fallouts have happened because someone was talking shit about a fellow escort in a private group chat or conversation and it got exposed and revealed to the person they were talking about. You should be minding your business and making money. What exactly do you gain from talking about another escort's looks, branding, or whatever you decide you don't like about her? I mean, does it make you feel good to talk shit about other people? If the answer is yes, then you really need to go on a deep dive and figure out why spewing negativity brings you pleasure. Better yet, talk to a therapist and fix your life. Call Ianla. Next tip, be mindful about who you share your personal details with. This is common sense, but I know that some people want to feel close to others and it can get lonely in this business, especially if you're a closeted sex worker. I know people want to be an open book and feel like they bond with someone, but I caution you to be careful. If you have a falling out with this person, how do you know they won't try to dox you? I personally say that if you must share your details with another escort, make sure you have those same details about them. So that way, they will think twice about airing your personal business and doxing you if you ever do fall out. Next tip. Always keep in the back of your mind that at the end of the day, people will look out for themselves first and govern yourself accordingly. I feel like I learned this lesson very early in life when I was stripping. I know you want to have a partner in crime, you know, city girls like uh, Miami and JT, you know, the, it looks so glamorous. But just know that escorts will look out for themselves first. And we'll do whatever it takes to get to the money. So you need to be looking out for number one. Of course, I don't recommend stepping on other people to get money because that's a poverty mindset. Just look out for yourself first. And if you have the opportunity to help a fellow escort, then by all means, do so. Follow the rules of aviation. Put on your oxygen mask first before helping another person put on theirs. There is no virtue or reward in self-sacrifice. And one of the reasons, for those of you who don't know, why they tell you to put on your mask first is because hypoxia, which is when there is a lack of oxygen to the brain and you pass out, hypoxia happens very quickly in a matter of seconds. So if you think you're going to try to help somebody else before putting on your mask, you're going to pass the fuck out, they're going to pass the fuck out, and nobody is going to be safe. So you see what I'm saying? Help yourself first, focus on you first, and then when you're whole, help others if you want to, because nobody, there is no rule that says you need to help anyone. You don't owe anyone anything. You're just doing that, you know, as a good person. Next tip, 
Mind the business that pays you. We see this phrase thrown around a lot, but I feel like most people don't really understand what it truly means. I've already touched on this in several episodes, but please focus on your bag. And I promise that you will make more money doing this than you would worrying about other people's business. It's self-explanatory. Focus on the business practices that keep you paid and not what other people are doing. Next tip, or should I say caution? No good deed goes unpunished. I'll say it again. No good deed goes unpunished. I'm actually going to do a story time on this in a little bit, but be mindful about who you lend a helping hand to because sometimes people resent you for being in a position to help them. I know it sounds weird, but it happens. Some people are mentally ill. There's a reason why there is a whole let's eat the rich movement going on right now. You know, people take to Twitter and they're like, yeah, you should be spending your millions you know, and other people because you got that in an illegal way of this, that, and the third. But it's like, how is bitching on Twitter about rich people going to help you as a person? Like, I don't even get it. It's, it's crazy. One thing I personally cannot stand is an ungrateful and entitled person. Keep your eyes open and be wary of escorts who feel entitled to your good fortune and never show gratitude when you lend a helping hand. I remember there was even one tweet Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, where someone said something to the effect of, oh, the escorts that are doing well should share their clients with the escorts that are not doing well. And that one puzzled me. I'm like, first of all, shouldn't you have a working relationship with somebody that you refer to your clients? Like, should you just (laughs) go be like, hey, hoes, who wants my client? I want to share. It makes no sense. (laughs) But I digress. Just be wary of escorts who feel entitled to your good fortune and never show gratitude when you lend a helping hand. That's the key here. The key phrase here is people that don't show gratitude and people that feel entitled. Those would be the people that are always online bitching and complaining about one thing. Like, does anything good ever happen in your life? Like, literally all they do is bitch and complain. Be wary of those people. Next tip, what people say about you is none of your business. I'm sure you've heard this phrase, but it's so true. I know that as humans, it's a natural desire for us to want to be liked by our peers and people in general, but do know that in a competitive industry like ours, there are people that will not like you for simply existing. They will dedicate their entire lives to talk shit about you in blogs and private group chats. Unprovoked! Especially if they perceive you as doing well or better than them. Let them talk. And you keep focusing on your money. As Beyonce said, always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. Take from that what you may. Next tip, when someone slanders your name, you only have two choices. Ignore them and carry on, or be petty and retaliate. One of those choices will have repercussions. I advise that you only get involved if they're doxing you or harming you in any way, and that includes your finances. If they're taking food out of your mouth, then yes, retaliate. You shouldn't just lay down and let people walk all over you. But you should be strategic and make sure you retaliate in a way that completely annihilates them. Remove them by their roots so they can never return. But do this with caution. If you're able to get the law involved and do it legally, even better. Next tip. If they can't say it to your face, then they don't matter. I think RuPaul even has something similar to this. Like if they're not paying your bills, then pay them no mind or something like that. I've already touched on this. Don't give your energies to chihuahuas. They're all bark and no bite. Keep flourishing, minding your business, and drinking plenty of water. Next tip, you don't own clients, so it's silly to get jealous when they book someone else. A lot of fallouts between escorts have happened because of this, and there are some clients that intentionally start drama just to see escorts fight over them. 
They are the Kara Danglers, the ones that ask you for a date, but also let you know that they just asked two other girls as well, so you'll jump to compete. Don't fall for that and just remove yourself from the situation altogether. If all escorts come together and do this, then these Kara Dangling clients will learn their lesson and change their behavior. As for getting jealous, we've heard and seen the receipts of escorts asking a fellow colleague for a client reference, and then that escorts ignores the reference request or denies ever seeing that client, and then turns around and contacts the client, offering him a discount to come see her instead, or some variation of this story. It's sad and pathetic, and with that mindset, you will forever starve. Just keep in the back of your mind that your clients are seeing other women and act accordingly. If their wives can't keep them faithful, what makes you think they will be faithful to you? Last but not the least, and this is kind of like a bonus tip, drink plenty of water and focus on self-care. I know it sounds cliche, but a lot of hating ass hills <laughs> wouldn't be such big haters if they just focused on their well-being. It's kind of hard to hate on someone else if you're too busy worried about yourself. You wouldn't be so pressed about another companion posting her gifts from a client or marketing herself as high-end or upscale if you were busy focusing on yourself. And for those of you who spend time analyzing everyone's gifts and designer items and trying to say, oh, she's wearing fake this or fake that. Do you know the only people that can actually tell if something is fake are two types of people. A, the people that actually buy fake shit themselves. Or B, the people that actually have the real shit. But the gag is, the people that have the real shit don't give a shit about what everybody else is wearing because they're too busy focused on themselves. The conversation, the shade among the wealthy elites are totally different. They're too busy talking about Karen's divorce and how she was only left half a million dollars in the will (laughs) versus who's carrying a fake handbag. I mean, I just, I can't with you guys. I literally cannot. (laughs) oh my goodness yeah so please ladies gentlemen non-binary folks mind your business and focus on yourself okay now story time my first ever fallout with another escort was with a lady based out of the uk this was a few years ago when i was literally on a world tour i was traveling all over the world and frequenting dubai She noticed me and reached out asking for information on touring Dubai. Naturally, being a woman that has a soft spot for other women and a woman that wants other women to win, I gave her the information. She was still too scared to go on her own and wanted to tour with me the next time I was going. Mind you, I actually ended up helping four other women, including her, so five total, to tour Dubai. But she was the only one that was extremely ungrateful and entitled. Remember how I said I don't like people like that? Anywho, I told her my next dates of visiting Dubai and I gave her the details on where to stay, where to place her ads, like screening, all that shit. I even gave her my blocked call list so she wouldn't have to deal with the time wasters that would inevitably call her. Like, come on. Like, I really put a lot of time into this woman because I considered her like a sister And what did she do? She turned around and spit in my face with her ungratefulness. Anyways, I gave her details of where to stay and I made her get her own place because I already kind of saw some hints of cattiness when I communicated with her. At the time, she had fallen out with another escort that she was touring with and told me her version of the story. But hey, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I still kept that in the back of my mind. So you already toured with another girl and it didn't work out. Let's see how this is going to work out. In any case, we arrive in Dubai and get settled. She got there before me. I had my regulars pre-booked, but her phone was dead. So, I mean, this happens. I mean, we talk about this as far as touring. Sometimes you're going to go places where your phone is dead You know, or it might take a little bit of time for things to pick up, but that's the story of touring. 
that's the way touring works. But anyways, since, you know, she wasn't booking any calls and, you know, she wasn't making any money, me being the kind person that I am, whenever we went grocery shopping or, you know, whatever, I offered to pay for her groceries or at least pay like a large portion of it until she got her appointments coming in. She never said thank you, not once. I even helped her shoot and edit a video because as I've said in several episodes before, videos really set you apart because the clients can see you moving in real time and they know that you're real. And with Dubai having so many fake escorts, you want to do everything in your power to set yourself apart. And then her birthday occurred while we were there and she wanted to go out to celebrate. I obliged, even though I prefer to go out with clients because I don't like spending unnecessary money when I'm on tour. And really, in general, I rather have guys spend the money, you know, or unless I'm hanging out with like close friends or, you know, family, fine. But just to go out, just to blow money, that's not really my thing. But I did it for her because it was her birthday and she really wanted to go. It was her first time in Dubai, blah, 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 blah. I go out with her. I drop several hundred dollars on dinner and drinks at some ritzy restaurant in Dubai. But the last straw was on another night out. We went to the sushi restaurant Zuma. She ordered everything under the sun per use. And I guess she thought I would, you know, as usual, pay for it. But this time I chose to only pay for what I ordered because I'm not one to be taken advantage of. I'm just not. It's not me, boo-boo. And do you know that when the bill came, I put my cash down as I always do. She started going over the receipt with a fine tooth comb. You know, those people that are like, oh, you ordered this or you ordered that. And she was even saying stuff like you ordered the bottled water. Like I didn't pay enough money, but she was like, you ordered the bottled water. And I was like, okay. And I paid for what I ate plus tip. And as it turned out, the money I put down was correct. Cause as I said earlier, I don't play when it comes to money. <laughs> and she promptly shut her mouth. And then I said to her, I can't believe you're going to sit there and itemize the receipt when I've been paying way more than my fair share since we arrived. Even if I didn't put enough money down, don't you think that this time you should have covered it? To which she responded, no one asked you to pay more. <laughs> At this point, ladies and gentlemen, I was done. I don't like ungrateful and entitled people. And I'm sure she saw an immediate shift in my energy because when I'm done with you, you usually know. I don't yell and scream. I don't bicker and fight. I just go quiet and I disappear. After I went back to my apartment, I ceased all communications with her and basically just cut her off. She then took to Twitter and started subtweeting me. I ignored her. She got really upset. She decided to make up silly lies saying that I was like 40 years old. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like it was, it was kind of funny to watch. And then she was saying, and then she even told some other girls that I had met up with later on. She was telling them that, um, I wasn't allowed to leave the United States. She even mentioned that on Twitter as well, which was kind of funny because two weeks after that whole rant, I was in Australia for two months. So it was kind of ridiculous. I'm like, whatever you, you can talk to yourself. I didn't even, I didn't respond at all. I just let her argue with herself because it didn't really matter to me one way or the other. Even some fellow escorts told her to pipe down and then she finally deleted everything she wrote because I guess she went back and saw that she looked like a crazy person. And do you know that just a few months later, she sends me a reference request? Huh, color me confused. She actually did this twice. Of course, I gave it to her because I was doing it for my clients and not for her. But I want you to think of why she felt comfortable asking me for a reference request, even though she was so-called upset with me. Doesn't that speak to my character? That someone who has beef with me would still trust me to give her a reference on a client. That speaks volumes on the type of person that I am, and I'm extremely proud of that. Because I am someone that lives my life with integrity. I'm not into the cattiness. I'm not into shady shit. Because... I believe what you put into the world will come back around on you. So this is how I operate. And by the way, it turns out that I am not the only one that she has done that whole cheap thing with. Apparently, she has gone out with several other escorts that I know, and they all complained about the same thing, that when the check comes, she tries to like pretend like she didn't eat anything or she'll try to like 
pay less than she ate. It's kind of ridiculous. This is why I no longer go out with ladies that are cheap. These days, whenever an escort reaches out wanting to hang out, I promptly tell them, hey, I only like to hang out at upscale places and they're usually expensive. And if you cannot afford it, then I'm afraid we can't hang out. But I'm happy to text with you if you have any questions, whatever, you know. And then I also tell them when I'm going out, I want to go out to socialize. Please don't ask me to go out and you're asking me a million questions about work. Like we could have done this over text messages. Like when I go out with my friends and I have a handful of hoe friends and, you know, regular friends too, of course. But when we go out, we're going out to go out and have a good time. Like we're not talking about work 24-7. How annoying is that? If, even civilians, do you think they go out to hang out and then they're talking about work? It makes no sense. Anyways, I hate to be like this, but you live, you learn, and you limit your escort circle to only like-minded companions. And that's what I do. And the next story time was with a companion here in Miami. She's white. I only mention her race because while I felt that she was a cool person to hang out with, one day while we were hanging out, she let the N-word slip out. Of course, I told her I wasn't cool with it. And I didn't do it in a nice way either because I consider that hate speech and I'm not here for it. She got in her feelings and got upset, took to Twitter, tried to start drama with some subtweeting, and even tried dragging Chantel's name into it. I didn't even know any of this was happening because I was no longer following her and she didn't mention me by name. Apparently, a client of hers who seems to have a vendetta against her brought it to my attention, hoping I would jump into the drama. He even offered to pay me to take photos with him so he could make her jealous. Like, what? (laughs) This is the world we live in, folks. (laughs) I politely declined because, as I always say, I don't do drama. If you can't handle someone telling you that a word you use is offensive, and this is, a, this is like not like some, you know, casual word. This is like a universal offensive language. <laughs> if you can't handle me telling you that saying the N-word as a non-black person is offensive, then I don't know what to tell you. It's not that deep, you know? It really isn't. And I'm not about to sit here and, you know, debate with you why, you know, you should be able to say the N-word. Because I bet you, because even when she said it, she paused. She knew she fucked up. I bet you she would never use that word around a group of black people. Say what you want while you're with your fellow white friends, I guess, or whatever. I'm not here to police what you say, but when you're around me, I expect you to treat me with respect because I will do the same for you. Next story time. This is with a lady that is local here in Miami. (laughs) Another local. I actually did another story time in a previous episode about how I took her with me on a double session with a good client of mine and how she got sloppy drunk and tried to accuse him of slipping something in her drink. She was the one that drove us out there, but I had to drive her back because she was so drunk and throwing up. That client hasn't called me back till this day. And you know what? I don't blame him (laughs) because that was so unprofessional. She was also another one that had a fallout with another lady, and that lady is also local here. And she told me her side of the story as well, but she also bad-mouthed this lady, saying things like she eats her client's dirty ass, and oh, she was jealous of me because all of her clients kept calling me. That was a red flag. So I knew I had to be cautious when dealing with her, and I was right. Well, my good listeners, I also shared an in-call location once upon a time with this escort. I gave her all my contacts to help her find this place and get her approved and even a contractor to help fix up the place to her liking. I also helped decorate the place and, you know, furnished it with some personal items for that personal touch. Of course, she did most of the furnishings. I just added my own little personal touch. So the agreement was that I would pay an hourly fee whenever I used the place. And so it began. And we're not even going to talk about how when she saw me booking multiple hour sessions, I could see some jealousy or should I say envy within her. Like you could tell she didn't like me booking multiple hour appointments. It was so weird because all she did was like quick visits, which I don't knock anybody for that. But me, I just can't operate that way. But anyways, I digress. First of all, she was not discreet. From the way she dressed to the way she arrived, she was always drawing attention to herself. It's like 
You know people already don't like hoes. Why would you give them the ammo to get nosy and report you? Like why? She would wear super tight and revealing clothing, like she was working at a strip club, and she would arrive with her music loud and blasting. Also, when she was at the in-call, she would blast her music too. I tried to talk to her about it, but she dismissed me like, oh, it's my place, I'll do whatever I want. So, you know, whatever. Then let's talk about uncleanliness. Ugh, it was disgusting. She would leave half-eaten food plates and half-drank alcohol under the bed. When you walked in the in-call, you could smell the dirty laundry that had piled up, sometimes weed smoke. The bed was soiled, not made up. The floors were dirty. It was just nasty. And anyone who knows me knows that I can't stand dirty spaces. Well, So I would have to arrive much earlier, anticipating that I had to clean the place before my client arrived. So I'm paying her to use the space, and she always delivered it to me dirty. But when I left, I always left the space clean for her. Please make that make sense. Then she started accusing me of not paying her. And as we all know, I'm not, that's an insult because I don't play around with money. I don't play around when it comes to money. Everybody who knows me knows this. We know this. In fact, no one has ever accused me of not, you know, giving them their money or whatever in my life. In fact, most people prefer that I handle the money because of how efficient I am in that department. But I digress. So I would hide the money in a certain spot and then I would text her when I was done. She would forget and then accuse me of not paying her. She would even forget where she put her own money too. It was a mess. <laughs> then the last straw for me was her installing a camera in the in-call. Bruh. <laughs> so now you want to record evidence that could be used against you. Like, let's use our brains here, people. And she didn't even give me the courtesy of letting me know that she was installing it. I arrived at the in-call one day and luckily I noticed it. So I just turned it to face the wall. And then she calls me right away bitching. Why did you turn the camera? And I expressed my concerns and I told her I didn't appreciate her sneaking that on me. She didn't seem to care. So I decided there and then that I was done. It was just too much of a hassle to deal with that. And I just didn't need that kind of attention and drama in my life. Like, I just, I didn't need any of that. So a few weeks later, I told her I was leaving. Of course, she got upset and then started to spread rumors about me to the other ladies that came to my yacht party. It's funny because she tried to have her own meet and greet that weekend, I guess to pretend like she was a friendly person, and then try to like, you know, poach the girls that were coming to my yacht party to have like her own little meet and greet. It was kind of comical a little bit. And then she tried to talk shit about me to the girls. And it got back to me because she talked to someone that I've known for a very long time who turned around and told me. And she tried subtweeting me. And as you know, I don't answer to the foolery. Till this day, I have people messaging me telling me what she's saying. But I just ignore it because the only way I will respond in kind is if she attempts to dox me. But I have way too much personal information on her to do that. But hey. I guess if she's feeling froggy, she can jump. And then speaking of my yacht party, I'm sure you guys saw the drama that ensued on Twitter when I announced it. Some lady, I'm assuming it's a lady, because there's no way that's a man. Uh, she had been angry tweeting me for months. She was so upset about this yacht party. So much so that because of her doing the most, more people decided to donate. Like even our diamond sponsor, <laughs> Companion Tax, she donated some money to the yacht party. She was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it was kind of funny, but a little crazy, like kind of scary a little bit too. She called me everything from elitist to accusing me of hierarchy. And then after the party, she commented on a group picture of the ladies saying that she didn't see any women at the party that she would consider high end. And that we all needed to get surgeries to look the part. So like, who is the elitist now? Of course, I ignore her because I really don't even know who this person is. Like, I just, I can't dedicate my time to strangers. No. Then there was another escort who was batshit crazy. <laughs> she tweeted me out of nowhere, out of the blue, saying that the beautiful Miss Jada Jacobs, who we had on episode 26, 
hey girl, hey, was saying bad things about me. Of course, Jada told me that she was just a drama queen who had some kind of a vendetta against her, and she was right. I just ignored her, and she got even more upset. It seems like when you distance yourself from people who start drama, they get even crazier. It's almost scary to watch. And you know that someone is crazy when they tweet crazy shit at you from nowhere. Out of nowhere, they just at you in some crazy tweet. They don't even have the decency to DM you in private. When someone comes to me with negative information that they claim someone said about me, I'm like, to paraphrase Jay-Z, don't tell me what someone said about me. Tell me why they felt comfortable discussing me to you. It takes two to tango. There is no way someone would just reach out to a complete stranger to talk shit about someone else. You guys were already in the business of shit talking, and then somehow you fell out, so you thought you were going to you know, pay her back. By exposing what she said. It happens all the time. And then there was the infamous Charlie King. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Boy, I've seen some shit. Charlie King, who has rebranded a few times. We had her on episode 27 to discuss freestyling and ended up having to pull that episode after her whole shindig about getting shot three times in the head, which put her in the hospital. She got several thousand dollars in donations and then was accused of fraud and faking everything and using the donations to get a nose job. That was way too much drama for us because we kept getting emails about her. So we made the executive decision to pull her episode. And of course, she got upset at me for some reason. She attended our brunch and that was my first time meeting her. First and last time meeting her. Even at the brunch, she got in a fight, fist fight with another escort and it got bloody. Like, blood. I was livid. Like, here I am trying to bring ladies together and have a wholesome moment. And she had to bring her drama and fist fighting? Really? Really? Anywho, I guess she was upset that we didn't come to her defense. And I was like, huh? Was I there? Do we know each other personally? Why would I or Chantel... Speak on something we know nothing about. That makes zero sense to me. But the gag is that a mutual client of ours actually confirmed that she was indeed in the hospital. He made it a point to go visit her to make sure it was real. But he said it wasn't as severe as she made it out to be, but she was indeed in the hospital. He even told me that he had to distance himself from her because bad luck seemed to follow her wherever she went. And if you had listened to that episode before we pulled it, you would see the drama that follows this woman. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I've actually toyed with the idea of, you know, putting it on Patreon, but nah, I don't. Yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> We're going to leave that buried in the vortex. But yeah, she's tried DMing me and emailing me hateful messages. But as usual, I just ignore because I really don't have the bandwidth for drama. And I don't invest time quarreling with people I don't know. I don't even know this woman. I met her once. I don't know her. Why would I invest my time in engaging with someone who is determined to send me hateful messages? Like, I don't know. I don't have the time for that. No, thanks. And then speaking of being careful about what you share with other escorts, here's another story time for you. After the brunch, the next day, some of the ladies decided to go out for dinner, uh, myself and Chantel included, and we ended up at the hotel of one of the ladies. It was such a nice day, too, of bonding and just good vibes, good vibes. Then we all sat in a circle and someone asked everyone to say their age for whatever reason. So one by one, each escort told her age. There was a lady there who I already sensed some cattiness from at the brunch. On the day of the brunch, she had accidentally texted me when she was texting another escort. And her text was like, these don't look like no mansions. As if to say that the property we rented was trash. But she quickly ate her words because I responded to her. This is Vivian. And she was dumbfounded and apologized. And later during the brunch, she was like, Yeah, there are some people that were rooting for you to fail. They wanted this brunch to not be a success. And in my mind, I'm like, you mean you? You're those people, right? But I just smiled and I walked away. Because again, 
Don't like drama. And if you see from the photos from the brunch, the property we rented was fabulous. So much so that the girls were all garnering to take selfies as well as pictures with our photographer, Paul of Sexy Lux Studio. Like, it was a great event. Even after that fight, the whole shindig with Charlie and (laughs) the other escort, people still stayed till the very end. Nobody wanted to leave. That's how great the brunch was. But I digress. Anyways, I decided to conduct an experiment because I had my eye on this mouth-running lady. (laughs) I told the ladies that I was older than I actually was because I wanted to see how long it would take for Miss Thing to go run her mouth. I said I was in my early 30s, by the way. Do you know that the very next day, this woman took to Twitter to create a public tweet, obviously, and said something to the effect of, Shout out to these women who age like fine wine. And then she tagged the beautiful, captivating Corey, who is in her 60s. She was at the brunch as well. Corey has openly tweeted her age and said she was proud of her age, along with other mature companions who were in their 50s. So she had me, who was in, supposedly in my early 30s, with women in their 50s and 60s, saying, shout out to these women who age like fine wine. So if you were a client reading that tweet, what would you think? The shade is real. I immediately told her to delete that tweet because I advertise at a certain age. And I said to her, I told you my real age. I'm using quotation marks, which obviously wasn't my real age. But I was like, I told you my real age and confidence. That wasn't information you needed to disclose to the public. You're basically outing me. She apologized and deleted the tweet. And of course, she took to Twitter again to whine about it. Like, geez, Louise. She was like, I tried to do something nice and I got scolded for it. Really? It's it's nice? (laughs) It's nice to hint to my clients that I am in my 60s. Like, are you serious? (laughs) I know shade when I see it and I was not having that. But yeah, be careful. And that's another, I think this is in the 48 Laws of Power. But if you want to test someone's loyalty, share fake information with them and see how fast it travels. People are just not discreet. So be careful who you share your personal information with. And then this one is bananas. I don't know if you guys heard about the Vogue challenge hashtag on Instagram, but basically you post your best Vogue cover worthy picture and you use the hashtag Vogue challenge. So it looked like you were in the cover of Vogue. If you go look up that hashtag now on Instagram, Hashtag Vogue challenge. You'll see what I'm talking about. Anyway, I thought this was a fun challenge and I decided to post my picture. And then out of nowhere, a very well-known escort who has appeared on several magazine covers sent me a DM attacking me saying that I was lying and that I should work hard and do go-sees, which go-sees is where you go test shoot for magazines so that I can actually get on a magazine cover. I was shocked. I was taken back. I was like... What? I had to tell her it was a fucking challenge. I don't even think anyone thought I was in a magazine cover and my caption didn't say anything to that effect. She quickly apologized and she said, and I quote, I thought you were faking that you had gotten a Vogue Italy cover and it angered me because I'm sick as fuck of all the liars in the escort biz. It ruins client trust and makes it harder for all of us to earn a living when men think we're all liars. And I've been a model since I was 14, so I also hate people who lie about editorial work. I thought you were another liar, and I was disappointed in you. I was wrong, apparently, and I'm very glad. Thanks for explaining this Vogue challenge. I have never heard of that. Like, really, lady? You attacked me out of nowhere because you thought I was lying about being on a magazine cover? Like, something that could easily be researched? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Out of nowhere! Like, I'm over here minding my business, (laughs) participating in a challenge just like everybody else, and I get attacked. Like, are you serious? It's like so many escorts are super guarded and on the defense because they think somebody is trying to get them, and then they quickly turn into the people that are on the offense over nothing. And for what? Not everyone is trying to get you or take from you, and you should just... You know, obviously keep your guard up, but like not to the point of where you're attacking people that have done nothing to you. Like literally nothing. I was minding my own fucking business. (laughs) I swear people hate it when I mind my business. I don't get it. 
<laughs> and then let's not talk about people that email me chastising me about who I have on the show or who I'm following. I remember when I had Michaela Pink on the show, episode 59. I received an email from some anonymous person claiming that Michaela scammed her and some others out of money for some boot camp that she sold them. And I'm like, okay, do you have receipts? What do you want me to do with this information? Because I don't do he said, she said. I had Michaela Pink on the show to talk about the rules of gold digging. I didn't tell anyone to buy her course like WTF. Of course, this anonymous person got upset and took to the forums to talk shit about the show. Ridiculous. So basically, I'm supposed to just believe everything someone tells me and run with it? Like, nah, boo. I am not your mule. I'm not about to be your pariah. If you don't show me receipts, I'm sorry. I'm not even going to get involved. And even if you do show me receipts, I'm probably still not going to get involved because if it doesn't concern me, I'm not going to involve myself in it. I only mind the business that pays me. Ridiculous. And then, (laughs) but wait, there's more. (laughs) Just the other day, someone DM'd me on Twitter saying, you're following someone that doxes sex workers. She included a link to a tweet from this alleged doxer. I go to the tweet and apparently this escort slash content producer was fed up of being bullied and dragged. And she tweeted, and I quote, if it's okay for sex workers to try and cancel another sex worker because they don't agree with a tweet, then it's definitely okay to expose their CV information. Now, I'm not sure what the backstory was behind this, but I'm also not sure why I was being dragged into this. Why did this person feel the need to DM me this information? She didn't actually dox anyone. She was just threatening to dox. Plus, it looked like she was subtweeting someone specifically. I responded back to this person. Every five minutes, there's fucking drama on whole Twitter. And then this person responded, doxing is more serious than drama. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, so where did the doxing occur? Like, if you showed that tweet to law enforcement, or if you wanted to take legal action, there's nothing they can do until it actually happens. Because she didn't name anyone in particular, and she definitely didn't dox anyone. So why the fuck are you dragging me into this, people? Like, this is so annoying. (laughs) Like, if you guys knew... How often I get people in my DMs trying to drag me into some drama that doesn't concern me. You would be shocked. Then they get mad when I don't do, I guess, when I don't dance like the puppet that they want me to be. I told this person, look, I follow ladies who follow me. I don't go do a forensic search into who they are. We all operate on aliases and personas anyway. Like, what exactly do they want me to do? I am not a judge and a jury. I just produce a podcast that's supposed to be educational and inclusive. This is like my pet project that I genuinely enjoy doing. I don't have the bandwidth for anything else, people. Leave me alone! (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) And this is the last one, thank God. Two days ago, someone alerted me to a tweet that mentioned me and two other escorts accusing another escort of talking about us in a private group chat saying that she would, quote, take us down. (sighs) Mind you, I don't know any of these parties, nor was I following them. So why is this person dragging my name into their tweet BS? I'll tell you why. When people have no leg to stand on in an argument, they will try to drag other people into it to save face and create an even bigger drama-filled chaos. I don't subscribe to any of it, and I suggest that you don't either. Again, if it doesn't affect your money or your safety, ignore them and let them talk to themselves. At least that's what I do. I'm so thankful that my clients don't even involve themselves in the whole Twitter drama because it's ridiculous. 
I mean, I guess, you know, it comes with having this platform that I would, you know, get jabbed or, you know, attacked from all sides. But th this is this is some bullshit. It's not like, you know, this is Hollywood or anything. This is just a fucking podcast. It's not that deep, people. Oh, anyways, that's it, guys. I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope you guys gained something from this episode, or at least, at the very least, you were entertained. I will catch you guys in 2021. I'm going to be taking an eight-week hiatus, and I will return March 3rd, 2021. Hopefully, the world will be somewhat back to normal by then. And of course, as always, if you want to guest host an episode while I'm gone, or even while I'm live, please send me an email, vivian at tsegp.com. I wish everyone a safe, happy, and successful 2021. Bye! Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at ExoticVivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.